This is your host, Connor Nolan, and it's another year, another college football season upon us. I mean, it sucks it's getting to the end of summer, I get it, but we have a brand new season of college football. Does it get any better? And we have NFL, you know, but maybe we'll get to some picks in that, I doubt it. But, you know, I am the specialist, I am the god of college football gambling, so if you do want to listen, you do want to win, you li- you, you get these pa- picks from here. Simple as that. It's a new season, fresh start, energy around campuses across the nation, the echoes of the roaring crowds, the sound of the helmets crashing, the sweet aroma of tailgate barbecues. It's the greatest time of year. I love it. From the powerhouse, stay tuned for the insights, the laughter, the kind of camaraderie that only college football fans can provide. This is your college football home, and... You're getting the best bets around. Stay tuned for this upcoming season. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so you can't wait. Uh, man, hopefully doing better than last year. Finishing record last year was 73 and 77. Down 17 units overall. You know, unfortunately, the record was close to 500. But units, you know, I usually do two to three unit plays, mostly ones. And, uh, you know, I want to give better bets this year for sure. Like when I'm giving... The three to two unit bets want to give you the best available um, pick, but last year was a little down. Um, but honestly, no reason to give up. We're back at it again this year. Open up with week zero this Saturday. I have a few games in mind for the Saturday slate, but we'll also give a brief prediction for each conference winner. Any dark horse teams I see, keep an eye on this year that will make some noise. Um, you know, it's crazy across the uh, board. You know, I don't think the SEC is as strong as, like, everybody thinks. Yeah, you have Alabama and Georgia, obviously. But, you know, some of these other, t- other teams are kind of – they're a little down this year. But, you know, we'll get to that. We'll dive into that. But any uh, – you know, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Leave any comments. Appreciate it. I like to read them. You know, even if you guys are hating, don't give a shit. That's fine with me. But it's funny to read, get a few laughs in. And hopefully we could get a little contest going, see how you guys fare off against me. Probably would have beat my ass last year, but honestly, this year's a different year. I don't see it this year. I'm feeling good going into week one. Hearing some other things around, a lot of people are doing the opposite of my picks, which I like. You know, I don't want to follow too much of the public going on here. It's it's bad. But, you know, kicking off the Saturday slates, let's get to it. ND versus Navy over in Dublin, Ireland at 2.30 Eastern time. Line had a staggering minus 20.5 point favorites for Notre Dame. Quarterback Sam Hartman from Way Forest starts on their center for the Irish. Notre Dame loses a top tight end from last, May, uh, last season, Mayer, and also lose offensive coordinator Tommy Reese to Alabama. But with the addition of Hartman at quarterback, returning top wide receiver Jaden Thomas and uh, running backs Estime and Tyree, I think 
they'll be able to fill that mayor, the void mayor created and produce enough offense. Um, you know, they do lose Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, but honestly, I just see this team with Hartman coming in. I mean, Hartman's a stud. This guy was all was the reason Wake Forest was even good last year, and to say he's going to come in here and not improve in Notre Dame team, which has experience overall every year they're in it. They might not be the best team out there, but hell, they could compete and beat the shit out of these small teams. Yeah, Navy last year gave them a tough ride, but this is the beginning of the year too, and Navy's coming in with a new head coach. Um, they return a lot of guys, offense, defense, but you know. An option quarterback. They're bringing. I mean, they're bringing in Kennesaw State's offensive coordinator, who likes to pass a little bit. So you won't see as much of a run as you used to see on this Navy offense. But we'll see how the team adjusts to that. Um, defensively, Notre Dame does not does have a lot of veterans between seniors and graduate seniors. This this defense has had a lot of experience and should be an improvement from last season. And you know, with these. With these veterans at linebacker, too, and you're going against a heavy run team in Navy, I mean, I just I don't see it. They took a little bit of a hit on the D-line, but I don't know. I just I think the linebackers are just going to be stuffing holes, and they know what's coming, too. They're, not, they're used to it. Like I said last year, the final score was uh, 35-32 ND. Uh, but also, Notre Dame was winning in the first half at halftime, 35-13, then didn't score a point in the second half. I mean, it seems like they just – you know, pulled off the gas and Navy put a slight scare in them. But I expect this to be such a high-scoring game, especially with Hartman at quarterback. I mean, this guy is a sl- stud. He can sling it. I-, I love him. I think he's awesome. But we'll see what it comes. Navy coming in with a lot of returning parts, like I mentioned, but also coming off a 4-8 and eight season last year. Not many blowout losses, but had a loss to FCS Udell. And that was the first game of the year. You know, this team... Seems to get a slow start at the beginning of the year. I think it was their last, I don't know, few few openers. They're just losing to some terrible teams. And, I, you know, they got a good one this year. But, I don't know, I can't – I just can't see that happening against Notre Dame and keeping it close first game of the year in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, yeah, I guess you see, like, you're traveling across seas – the Navy team's a little bit more disciplined, but this is business as usual. Notre Dame's going to take this serious. They want this game. They want to. They don't want to be embarrassed the first game of the year. They want to show what everybody's got. They got a brand new quarterback out there. They want to show everybody. Um, but Navy did knock off UCF with a good win last year, seventeen fourteen. But uh, when USC was ranked number twenty, but Plumley, quarterback for UCF, got hurt, so that didn't help. Uh, and as I mentioned, Navy coming in with the first-year head coach after leaving uh, Ken Niamatolo of his duties and hiring Brian Newberry as their head, new head coach. Um, I understand this is a big line, but, you know, like I said, I like ND here in this spot. New team with a new quarterback. They believe they could bring them above and beyond going against a Navy team that was ranked among the worst in FBS last season against the pass. I'll take this veteran defense, too, of Notre Dame, limiting the Navy run game, getting the ball back in the offensive hands for more points. Give me ND with the first pick of this year's 2023 college football season for Notre Dame, minus two, 20 and a half. Book it. Next game's Maction. 
Ohio Bobcats traveling to sunny San Diego uh, after just being hit by Hurricane Hillary down there. I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be or what they were making it out to be. But, you know, that's uh, that's public TV these days. They just want to scare the shit out of you, get a rise out of everybody, try to get as much money and views as they can, clicks. You know how it is. Um, but taking on Brady Hoke and the Aztecs, uh, Ohio does return standout quarterback Curtis Rourke coming off of an impressive 2022 season, finishing 10-4 and as a team, 7-1 in the matching play. Um, one downside about Rourke, which does scare me, um, Coming off an ACL tear towards the end of the season, too. They say he's healthy. Obviously, they're going to say it. But, you know, injury reports in college, it's just a lot different, unfortunately. They don't uh, they don't disclose as much as we'd like. But it's very hard to get a reliable injury report and then try to gauge, you know, what we want to do from there. But I'm assuming he's 100%. We don't know how significant it was or what he went through, but we got to take the team's word for it. I want to. It scares me a little bit. Well, we'll see. But this team definitely means business. I mean, they're they're one of the top teams in MAC. I get it. It's MAC. It's one of the worst conferences out there. But honestly, the Mountain West is terrible this year. And San Diego State, I think, is picked to finish fourth in the in it. And uh, behind Boise State, Fresno State, and Air Force, all those teams suck this year. Mountain West is very down. I think a lot of people are taking that into account when they're you know, looking at San Diego State and Ohio, and Ohio, they see the Mountain West. They say, how can, you know, you're at home going against a MAC team and you're only favored by two, two and a half points? Well, they'll take that all day. But I just see it the other way around. I mean, Ohio returning most of this receiving core and their top rusher, Bangora. I mean, and they have work. Uh, it's just keeping the status quo with this high-powered offense. And, you know, San Diego State coming into the season, losing three offensive and defensive linemen on both sides of the ball. And, you know, this game's one in the trenches all day, especially with Rourke. If he has enough time to throw the ball, he's going he's gonna to have a field day on this defense. Typically, you know, San Diego State is known for their defense and the run game, but I think it's just going to be a little bit different. They don't look as strong in years past. Uh, Jalen Maiden will return as quarterback. But I do not see him making much of an overwhelming difference on this offense. <clears throat> I'm back in Rourke in the podcast, put some points on uh, San Diego State. We'll be a little shaken up after Hurricane. Maybe, um, you know, practice schedule's a little different. Got a little, maybe the field's a little wet practicing on a flooded field. But I don't know. I think, I think Mac travels well. Ohio's going there. Give me a plus three. That's what I got it at. Taking Ohio plus three is my second bet. <clears throat> and I'll give you guys the units uh, when I post on Twitter just to give you a uh, idea of what I'm gauging. I'll add them into the next podcast, but, uh, you know, it's the first week, week zero, so nothing too crazy going on this week. Next game is uh, Florida International traveling to Ruston, Louisiana, take on the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech for your late night game, 9 p.m., uh, Louisiana Tech and the FIU both coming off bad seasons. Tech seems to have improved from last year, adding veteran transfers to the defense, which was absolutely pitiful last year. One of the ranked, one of the most, the worst defense in the nation. But uh, hopefully these transfers will bring some talent on the defensive end. Offensively, Louisiana Tech does add Hank Bachmeyer, transfer transfer from Boise State. 
who did have a shaky year last season and was ultimately pulled from his starting position. But this guy's still good. He could sling it. Looking for a fresh start, new scenery. What better better way to do it than beat a conference foe at home? I mean, this FIU team, you know, terrible in years past. I mean, comes in, adds a few transfers on defense as well. But still, we are talking about, you know, Florida International and how bad this program has been. And I don't see it turning around anytime soon. Both teams are actually similar, and they can both put some points and play zero defense. Over under is set at 60. I mean, it's a little high, but, you know, that might be somewhat of a play. I think that's the highest of this weekend, actually. But I probably won't touch that just because I, like I like to see a few games before I, you know, dive into over-unders. They could go either way, honestly. It's tough to say. But, uh, you know, and also Florida internationally traveling to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, I mean... They might get a little bit of a crowd there, but we're talking about Conference USA now. Nothing crazy. But uh, I like the line when this was at 10. I see it's going down to uh, Louisiana Tech minus 11.5. I wouldn't take it above 10, so we'll see how it moves. But my play is on Louisiana Tech minus 10, and that's what we're going with with the third and final pick. Got a couple. Got my eye on a couple games. I don't want to do an official play. I'll wait until uh, Saturday comes when I pl- post my official plays at CMeds11, by the way. Try changing the uh, tag on Twitter, but I guess that doesn't work. Or where, X, whatever the fuck it's called now. Who knows? Uh, but another game I have my eye on. Uh, we'll make a play right this second. UTEP versus Jacksonville State. Uh, Jacksonville State comes in, has their first year in FBS, are ineligible for any postseason for some dumb reason. Never understand it. NCAA just really needs to think about just all these decisions they make because it, it makes no sense, honestly. I, I, you're going to suspend the team for coming up uh, for what reason? You think they're going to win the college football playoff after coming up from the FCS? It, it, that's just not happening. But anyways, I do like I do think UTEP is the better team. The line is currently set at even. I think I saw it jump up to UTEP minus one again. But this Jacksonville State team is looking to make a statement in their home opener home opener into the FBS, too. But, um, just benefits them greatly on that side. But UTEP does return their uh, starting quarterback, Hassan, and their uh, wider, top wide receiver made the transfer to Texas A&M, actually came back. I uh, just found that out recently, which helps them a lot. You know, I, like I said, I do think UTEP is the better team. Uh, highly motivated team. I think it will keep it close. Um, you know, it just scares me, Jacksonville State at home. I mean, they could run the ball, but this UTEP defense, too, they return some guys that, you know, make some noise and, you know, actually stop the run. But it's it's going to be a tough one. It's it's hard to say. I do like UTEP just because of this line, too. I mean, all the reasons I just mentioned, I feel like Jacksonville State should be, like, favored by one or two. But you're seeing UTEP there, and about I think it was like 70% of money's on Jacksonville State. I, I, if I'm playing anything, it would be UTEP. I can't back um, uh, Jacksonville State in this spot. Uh, another game out there is uh, <clears throat> UMass at New Mexico State. New Mexico State was favored by like eight, I think it was earlier this week. Now it's down to seven. And honestly, I don't know how the hell New Mexico State is even favored by seven points. I know UMass sucks, but guess what? New Mexico State sucks, too. You know, if there was a play there, it'd be UMass, not New Mexico State. 
because I don't see New Mexico State beating anybody by more than seven, honestly. I think UMass will keep this one close, at least a one-score game, probably a field goal game, honestly. But I think your safe bet is UMass on that one. But I probably will stay away from that one. But a little parlay I'm going to actually throw out there, give you guys an exclusive, is uh, UTEP money line, UMass money line, and Ohio money line. And uh, that's on DK. They're giving away, uh, I think it was a 50% profit boost for parlays, three and over for week zero. So did that. I think it was plus 1688. So good odds there. I think each team has a shot, honestly. So it'll be interesting to watch on Saturday. Um, you know, that'll do it for the picks, but just to dive in, a couple, um, couple conferences, touch on American Conference, uh, Tulane coming in as t- plus 210 favorites, followed by SMU at 310. Tulane coming off a surprisingly good year and have Pratt returning at quarterback, but do lose their top running back, Tyke Spears, and top wide receiver, Watts. SMU has a young, inexperienced quarterback, so I don't know what to expect, honestly. Um, Dark horse in this conference, though. Um, I like UTSA coming up from uh, Conference USA, coming into the American for the first year. Return quarterback Frank Harris and leading receiver uh, Zachary Franklin. They do lose McCormick, um, but... Honestly, this team could play. They're still high-powered offense, and I think they could bring some uh, motivation. You know, coming up, they want to show everybody what they got. They don't want to be embarrassed with their first year in the new conference. And to tell you the truth, this American conference really isn't that good. There's not many teams that stand out or, you know, will look like they're going to beat the shit out of anybody. It's it's wide open, I think. Um, nobody else really attracts me. I mean, I... There's nobody else, honestly. Navy, got FAU, Memphis. I mean, teams will get a win here and there, but they're not making any noise. Um, On to ACC. Clemson coming in as the favorites to win as plus 145 favorites. While closely not far behind Florida State uh, at 150. Klubnik will take the reins at quarterback for Clemson this year. You know Dabble will be looking to try and return to the playoff after a disappointing season last year. But they're going to have their work cut out for them. This FSU um, returning quarterback Jordan Travis, leading rusher Trey Benson, and 6'7 wide receiver Johnny Wilson. I mean, my pick all day is FSU here. I think they're stacked. That game against LSU on, uh, I think it's Sunday night of opening weekend, is going to be a battle. That's a game to watch, honestly. Um, And probably will be, you know, You'll get a good look at uh, how good both te- those teams are. LSU is a good team as well. Jane Daniels over there um, with good old uh, the old ball coach over there. Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Brian Kelly. I mean, that's going to be one hell of a weekend. The um, But maybe you'll see UNC and Duke make some noise. Uh, you know, Duke opens up Clemson next week, and Duke is not a team to – mess around with they kept every game close last season i can't i see them keeping that one close i can't i can't believe that line's 13 to be honest with you but we'll see how that goes um but my pick for that is florida state for sure um next big 12 texas coming in as a favorite even money followed by uh oklahoma and uh, led by brent venables 
uh, who looked improved from last season. I mean, that was such a dis- disappointing year for them, unfortunately. I mean, uh, I mean, it was his first year there as head coach, too. It's, it's tough to say, but I do think Sarkeesian for Texas will have his team ready this year, and they are pretty stacked. Um, you know, when people say, is Texas back? I keep hearing Texas is back. We'll see. Um, you know, you got Quinn Ewers. We'll have to take it, take the lead on this one for the Longhorns to the Big 12 title and that drought. They do lose B. John Robinson, which would be a big hurt to the run game. But, you know, they're good on both sides of the ball. I give them, you know, I think they're going to win this one, definitely. Uh, would honestly like to see uh, man, the younger man and get some time, but we'll see how that plays out with Ewers this year. Um, my pick would be Texas, like I said, but I do like Kansas State's value. Returning uh, Will Howard, at cute quarterback. Uh, looked impressive last season since Martinez went down every other game. I mean, Howard does get hurt too, um, but I do like him as quarterback. They do lose the little guy, though, Deuce Vaughn, to the Dallas Cowboys. Guy's just awesome. He's a fan favorite. I don't expect Sonny Dykes to have quite the amazing season for uh, TCU as he did last year, lose Max Duggan and his leading uh, beast receiver, Quentin Johnston. So I, do, I don't like Sonny Dykes either, so I'm glad to see that. They probably won't do anything next this this season. Uh, Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, coming as favorites, not surprising at all. It's year after year, both these teams, but look out for Rutgers, honestly, this season. I mean, they are not stacked. They suck and will not make any noise. Uh, don't even know who will be the starting quarterback, but I'm afraid to find out, whether it's Wimsat or... Um, or Simon, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. They are just di- a disappointment to Rutgers football. But, you know, Gianno's back. We'll see what the hell he could do. He needs to get his guys in. He needs to make an improvement. But, hey, we're a few years in now. You know, it's starting, you know we need to see some results now. You can't just sit by, watch losing season after losing season like we did with Chris Ash. I mean... I mean, it can't get much worse than Ash, don't get me wrong, but we need to see something. Their defense will be better this year. Um, you know, it really depends on the quarterback play. We'll see how they do. But, you know, my if I was picking a future here, I'd pick Michigan, but honestly, I do like the value of Penn State because this team, this defense is absolutely stacked. They Nobody is scoring on them. You'll see when it comes out to that. But they do have an inexperience at quarterback, which I think – sets me back on them and they do they are on the um east side of the big 10 so they do have the more difficult schedule ahead of them but you know keep an eye on on them on uh the nittany lines this year they do i forget who they play at home it's either michigan or ohio state obviously but uh i think they could squeeze one out against one of them that place will be rocking hopefully it's a whiteout but it'll be an interesting season for them i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if they made some noise and uh you know advanced um, next one, we got Conference USA. I mean, there's like nobody here. You have Western Kentucky plus 120, Liberty 240, and then after that, Middle Tennessee State, UTEP. I mean, just awful teams. If anybody, I'd take, I guess, Liberty at 240, but honestly, I, I, nobody even cares about that conference. Next up is Mountain West, Boise State plus 180, Fresno State three, plus 380. Air Force plus four hundred, then San Diego State plus seven hundred. Um, Wyoming plus eleven hundred. I don't think they'll win, obviously, but I think they're actually going to make some noise in the Mountain West this season. They are not bad. 
up and it's tough to play up in Laramie, honestly. That elevation, it's cold. I think they'll make some noise. If I were to pick somebody, it would be Boise State. Not happy about it, but you know they probably show the most promise. Fresno State, new quarterback, Kaner's gone. Air Force, brand new quarterback, brand new top running back. I mean, there's just a lot of inexperience there. I think the Mountain West is very down this year. Not like they're up really year after year, but you know this year I don't think they're very good at all. Um, one conference though. I do have my eye on that. It looks very promising. There's some very good teams of the Pac-12. You know, people, I feel like people get that downplay this team a lot, but they they got some good teams here. You know, USC is very high-powered, obviously. Caitlin Williams and uh, I am I blanking on his name, too, now. Jesus. Riley. Um, yeah, I was blanking on his name. Jesus. Um, but... I mean, my pick would be them. They're at plus 195. I, I do like them. Oregon coming in at plus 310, then Washington 320. Washington's a team to keep an eye out not for. I don't – Penix is good. Uh, you know, he definitely doubted me last year. I was not high on him, but he had a great year last year. I can't uh, – I can't – I can't hate on him any longer. I think I like them, actually, because they put up some points. Don't play the best defense, but they – they know how they they got a good offense over there. That's for sure. Oregon too. Bo Nix. I will never put my trust in him either. But uh, you know they could put up points. It's just these defenses. It's just gonna be punch for punch, honestly, with this conference. Uh, Utah came rising, coming in hurt. Uh, probably won't start the opener against Florida, which will you know. I think Utah will still win that one. It's in Utah, in Salt Lake City, but. That'll be a tough one for them as an Oprah. They need to get rising back because he is good. Uh, Oregon State, um, bringing in Ugalele from uh, Clemson. And, uh, you know, it's a good addition. They got a good O-line over there. They'll keep they'll keep a nice balance between the run game and the pass game. We'll open things up. Uh, Chip Kelly, USCLA Bruins, plus 1,400. Coming in, they're going to... They'll be all right, but they'll probably still be middle of the pack, above 500. You'll see them eight wins probably. Same with Washington State. They got that uh, FCS quarterback, I think, Ward. He had a good year last year. I mean, he did a lot of dump-off passes. I'm not giving him too much credit. He couldn't throw the ball down the field. I wasn't too high on them. But, uh, you know, they, that's a good conference there. But uh, I'm, I'm taking USC for that one. I think they might, they'll make the uh, championship as well. Uh, Sunbelt Conference. I mean, you got South Alabama, Troy, Coastal Carolina. Uh, South Alabama plus 290, Troy 310. Coastal Carolina plus 500. If anybody, I guess, maybe Coastal. They got McCraw coming back. Troy's not bad, but South Alabama is actually pretty good this year. I like them week one. I forget who they play, but that's going to be a good matchup for them week one, who they're playing. Um, so over the SEC, Georgia minus 115, then followed by Bama plus 300, then LSU 450, and then it's the Vols plus 1,400, and everybody else sucks, honestly. Um, you know, South Carolina's plus 10,000. I mean, you have Ritter, there, I mean, uh, Rat Spencer Rattler there. I mean, they they are three-point favorites against uh, the Tar Heels week one who weren't bad. I don't know. They might be able to make a noise in the SEC this year, get a few wins. It's not... Not too good this year for the SEC. You do have Georgia, Alabama, like I said. LSU will be good too, but even the Vols with uh, Milton, they're not too promising as they were last year. 
Um, I mean, my pick would obviously be Georgia, but I think Bama and LSU will keep it close. Um, obviously, you know, Bama adds Tommy Reese as offensive coordinator. You obviously do have Saban, so he's going to always gets the best recruits. So they're always good. So does Georgia. They lose a lot, but they also return a lot, bringing in top players left and right. Um, but that'll do it for week zero. Nolan Knowles podcast. Tune into the pod, to the uh, Twitter for the official picks on Saturday at CMEDS11. Nolan Knows Podcast. Um, well, let's have a great week, everybody. I'm glad you tuned in. Let's win some money. Stay tuned week after week. Probably drop the pod either Thursday or Friday. See how things go. Uh, thank you. Good night.